You're listening to an audio dispatch from No Borders Media. Today, October 21st, marks the two-month anniversary of the Montreal police killing of Nicholas Gibbs in the neighborhood of Notre-Dame-de-Grâce or NDG. Gibbs, a 23-year-old father of three, was gunned down by Montreal police in still unexplained circumstances. His death raises once again serious questions about excessive deadly force and the practice of racial profiling by the police against the black community in Montreal. For more background to both Nicholas Gibbs the person, as well as police harassment of black youth in NDG, No Borders Media speaks with Jeremy Gibbs, Nicholas Gibbs' nephew. Jeremy spoke out recently during anti-racist events in Montreal, including the Montreal vs. Racism concert in NDG and the demonstration against racism in downtown Montreal. Jeremy will also be speaking out tomorrow, October 22nd, during the 9th Annual Justice for the Victims of Police Killings Vigil. Our interview concludes with the track Better Days by NDG rapper Remy Picasso. Let's go to that interview recorded earlier today with Jeremy Gibbs, nephew of Nicholas Gibbs, right now. I'm speaking with Jeremy Gibbs. Jeremy is the nephew of Nicholas Gibbs. Two months ago on this day, Nicholas Gibbs was gunned down by the Montreal police in NDG. He was killed by the Montreal police. The Gibbs family has been dealing with the grief of a killing of a of a loved one, but they've also recently been speaking out, including Jeremy, the nephew. Jeremy, welcome to No Borders Media. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Jeremy, um, I know this is a difficult subject, but I know it's an important one for you to address. Uh, I heard you give a, a, a detailed speech at the October 7th demonstration against racism in Montreal. Why did you feel it was important to speak out at that time? Well, I wouldn't have really have, like, I, I, the only reason I was, I'm even doing any of this, because Nick, if, if this didn't happen to Nick, you know what I'm saying, like, I probably wouldn't be doing this, you know? But, like since it's hit so close to home, you know, since we deal with this shit every day, like we, like we deal with harassment, you know what I'm saying? Like prejudices from like law enforcement every day in my neighborhood, you know, like I, I thought it was time to speak out, you know, cause you never know I could be gone tomorrow. And I feel like nowadays there's not a lot of people like that have anything to relate to. They think like, shit, I'm in this by myself. A lot of people feel like they're in this by themselves, you know? So I thought just doing that would create, like, a narrative, you know what I'm saying, that a lot of people, like, have a lot of people haven't been doing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people haven't been speaking on police brutality down here, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people haven't been speaking on it, like, or at least uh, there's a couple people that voiced their frustrations and everything, but I don't feel like it's that, it's, it's, it's that, the spotlight's not on that these days, you know. It's on it's on other shit. It's on politics and all that. It's not on police brutality. So, with this shit with my uncle, my uncle's like, that's like my brother. It was more than my uncle, you know. I thought like just out of respect and the love of him, like I would speak on it, and that's why I did what I did. Jeremy, it's been um, two months now since uh, your uncle was killed. We have the media reports, and those reports always don't give the full story, but the basic report is that there was some sort of fight, that your uncle had a knife, that the police used a taser, and then they used a gun. And your and your um and the the partner of, of, of Nicholas has spoken out and said, Well, why did it have to happen this way? The he he didn't have a gun, he could have been dealt with in another way. So could you just tell us your take that. on what happened? Regardless of that, regardless of that, it's just 
it's not even it's like yeah dealing with it in another way but also the for the fact that they don't even know a language he speaks like okay they didn't even get to ask him questions like is they're speaking to him in french the whole time nicholas doesn't speak no french right so how are you even supposed to have a conversation if you don't know what's going on if you don't know the person you don't know what's going on in their head but they knew who he was you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, that's why they approached so aggressively. They didn't ask him any questions. You know what I'm saying? They went there that day to do what they did. You know, in my honest opinion. And I feel like the media, everybody, everybody that jumped to conclusions on the scenario, <laughs> I hope they're ready to eat their words. You know what I'm saying? Because it speaks for itself. The evidence speaks for itself. You know, and there is evidence that speaks for itself. That he did not have a knife. The man could have pepper sprayed him, tackled him on the floor, or just tackled him on the floor. Because Nick wasn't even acting hostile. He was pacing. What do we, we all do when we get angry? We think. We let our mind bounce and we pace. We pace. When everybody's angry, I see them do that. You know what I'm saying? I was going to address the fact that no matter what the cops are going to come out with to defend this, no matter what it is criminal history, whatever, because the videos were as they, if they come out, they're like, oh, he did this in the past, he did this in the past. Okay. I just want everybody, everybody to ask themselves, does that warrant someone being murdered? If that warrants someone being murdered. Because everybody, everybody, he could have been, fuck, he could have been the next mayor in five years. You never know with anybody. But everybody need, at least needs a chance to change. If we don't give them that chance, how will you, like, how will we ever know? That's all I gotta say. But Jeremy, tell tell our listeners more about your uncle and who he was, and what kind of person he was. Damn. Well, if I had to describe him, I'd say he's a soldier. He's like a he's like a survivor. You know, like this is this is a dude that's lived through. He's lived through the system. He's lived through. He's lived through everything. You know what I'm saying? And even me, I'm his nephew, but I used to live with him a bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Everything I learned playing video games, everything I learned in life, most of the way, even my demeanor, the way I dress to this day is influenced by him somehow, you know? He always, even me, when I had problems back in the day, he'd defend me nothing. Like, he'd defend me. There wasn't nothing he wouldn't do to help me out back in the day, you know? But, like, real shit, he was just a survivor, man. Like, coming up, like, he was in and out of the system and shit, but he, like, you could see he was trying, like he was legit trying as he got older, even as he got kids and stuff. When he got kids, I seen he was trying, like he wasn't, he wasn't really, I don't know, he wasn't in the streets doing stupid shit anymore, you know? He wasn't acting like 16-year-old Nick, you know? He was probably like, what, 19, acting like he was 21, 22, you know? He was really trying, he was really trying. And like Nick, and like everybody else in my family, we all have a temper, we all have a temper. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that actually got scapegoated and, like, guinea pigged. And, in my opinion, that he was, like, the guinea pig for, like, the hospital and shit. Because he got into issues, whatever, back in the day. And they sent him to the hospital. And, like, as opposed to helping him, they gave him drugs. They did all of that. And that's what fucked Nicholas up. He wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? Just the way he was. He was really depressed. He wasn't the same. You know? But despite all that, you could see, after he had kids, like, yo, he tried like yo he what his kid wanted something he'd go get his kid wanted shoes he'd go get his kid shoes like anything his kid wanted 
even telling him you have to go to school, you have to finish school, you can't do what I did, and then you have to go to school every day, you have to finish school, school's important, and then he's doing that shit. He was there all the time, all the time for his kids, you know. And I seen even out like before this happened, he was trying to he was trying to get a ship to get her go back to school. He already got his permit. I've been trying to go get my license, whatever. I haven't even got my permit. You know, what I'm saying I've been running around doing stupid shit. You know, saying, and he's a quote-unquote criminal. He's this and that, but he had time to go do that and sign up for school and do all this next shit. You get what I'm saying? So to me, he was just like he was a survivor until the day he died. Even if you see how he was, he wasn't. He wasn't scared. He was just fed up. And I feel like that speaks. That speak. That should speak a lot on how we treat everybody in general, how we treat our loved ones, everything. You know what I'm saying? Because you can wake up tomorrow, they could be gone like that. Uh, talk a uh, talk a bit about how the family's been handling this. Obviously, it's uh, dealing with grief and everything else that goes with this. Uh, Nicholas had several several kids, small kids, a partner, an uh, extended family. So, talk about how how the family's been been ha- and fan- and friends have been handling this. I don't know. It's just been it's been tough for everybody. The most on his kids, like his kid, like his firstborn kid, like uh, Zari doesn't sleep and stuff. He had problems sleeping. Yeah, serious problem sleeping, you know. He calls his mom, like, every night. Calls his mom, legit, every night when he's here. Mom wakes up in the middle of the night, gets up out of his bed, screams for his mom, either me or her go, and he goes back to bed. He'll do that, like, two, three times a night. And the other kids, like, it's just, they're they're too young to understand, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? They're too young to understand, but they understand, like, what happened to their father like the oldest understands fully he understands everything the oldest is like he he really he's really like nick he's like nick he's really smart so he understands everything and you can see it messes with their minds now like they like the way they act their attitude everything like it, it messes it it's a lot for a child to deal with you know and even his mother it's a lot for his mother to deal with you know and then his girl what his girl's supposed to Take take on the burden and take on all the kids. That's a lot of shit. So like, it's been a lot all around. Jeremy, you refer to the shit that your uncle and yourself and and other youth, black youth in NDG and the rest of Montreal have to deal with. Talk about that a bit more. What 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 kind of shit are you talking about that people are dealing with? Damn, like I don't even know. I don't even know if you call it. Racism, ignorance. Actually, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, say, legit. It's ignorance and it's freaking blatant racism. From like the cops, post eleven, all them post eleven. You can go around. I bet you, if you go do a poll on how many people they harass, they probably reach like, yo, you'd have enough people. If you went around the neighborhood and you did a poll on how many people they harass and how many people they bother and how many stories people have about them, there'd be a lot. They've been terrorizing. They've been terrorizing people for years. I've seen them terrorize my uncle up until the day he died. I've seen them terrorize him. They terrorized me. Showed up to my grandmother's house like, oh, you're at Von Dome. Uh, uh, were you at Von Dome today? I was at home playing video games all day one day, right? This is 20, 2012. And basically, they showed up. And I was shook. I didn't even know what I did nothing. But I was in the house all day. <laughs> I was in the house playing video games all day. No word of a lie. But when I heard them at the door, I heard the accent. Nick went to answer one day. And I heard the accent. I ran. Nick told me to come back. But I ran because I was terrified. I ran, jumped off the balcony. 
And I was with one of my friends. He came with me. And I ran. They caught up to me. Boom. Hop out the car. They're like, oh, why are you running? Why are you running? I'm like, yo, because I'm fucking scared. Nah, 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 nah. Like, scared of what? Scared of what? Were you at Vondome today? Did you steal someone's phone? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I was at home all day. You know, so I'm there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm already shook. And then they told me that. I'm like, what the hell? So my friend's like, no, yo, that's impossible. He was with me and his uncle all day at the house. Nah, 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 nah. And he's like, oh, from what time to what time? My friend told him the time. They got in the car and left. Little shit like that they've been doing to us since we were kids. Since we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, since the beginning of senior year in high school, they've been messing with us. Even probably before that. Elementary school with Nick, I used to be going home. They used to see us in the metro. They used to fuck with us all the time. Used to be the same shit. And then when we get back to the neighborhood, we catch it worse. Because post-11, like, they just... they it. it they see you on the street, it's late night, you could be coming from downtown, it could be a Friday night, you could be coming home from a party, you're by yourself. Yo, these guys will pre you, they'll drive alongside you, watch, 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 you look at them back, they'll get out the damn car and harass you. And that's how it's been. But that's how it is. I don't know about, like, I can, I can only speak on the neighborhoods I know, like, I know, like, Bergs, uh, Bergs is bad too, the cops down there are freaking bad too, because we have to deal with, we have to deal with the circumstances in the neighborhood, we have to deal with everything, you know? And then we have to deal with the police. So now when there's problems in the neighborhood, who do we call? We can't call the police. Jeremy Gibbs, the nephew of Nicholas Gibbs, thanks for speaking with us on No Borders Media. No problem. Thanks for having me. You were just listening to a No Borders Media interview with Jeremy Gibbs, the nephew of Nicholas Gibbs, who was killed by Montreal police and NDG two months ago. No Borders Media is an autonomous left-wing media network. We share and create content that supports the struggles of communities and resistance, with a focus on the self-determination struggles of indigenous peoples, migrants, refugees, and working-class people of color, all in the context of opposition to capitalism and colonialism. Some current focuses include migrant justice, resistance to borders, anti-fascism, and anarchism. We are in the early stages of our independent media project. To stay in touch, send us an email at nobordersmedianetwork at gmail.com or look for No Borders Media on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Much more to come in the coming weeks and months. To end this audio dispatch, we play Better Days, a track by Andy G. Rapper and MC Remy Picasso. Y'all ain't shining like this, ain't got no gold on my wrist You say you hoopin' and ballin', but take a shot then you miss Why they gassin' you up? You ain't a G, you ain't tough Running low on my patience, and as well as my luck What they want from a nigga, you think it's small, I think bigger It takes a man to man up, and move his hand from the trigger Waiting for me to fail, my Oscar system is well They wanna see me dead on the streets in the hood which I dwell Praying for a better day I'ma grind until I fade away in this hell I'm trying to get away It got me praying for a better day A lot that feel with better days Oh my, oh my Oh my, oh my Praying for a better day Go right until I get away I'm in this hell I'm trying to get away Taking my time to perfect every rhyme I can take all these rappers, that's two or five at a time The way I do it, how I do it, you would think it's a crime I don't need anyone's two cents, cause it ain't worth a dime If your pocket's empty, tell me why you stay watching mine When your so-called friends be hating, throwing shade on the low Don't you stress or think about it, shit, you're showing the dope Don't let them mess up your vibe, nor get a piece of the pie 
claim it's love but not as hatred mixed with love in disguise Venomous, nothing generous, won't uplift you at all Ride it with you through several issues but want you to fall When your family, friends turn enemies, shit who do you call? I done cut a couple loose ends, need new money, not no new friends They raise me as a menace, then question why I'm a nuisance The orphans and the lost souls are the reason that I do this Cause they the ones who often will turn out to be the shooters Praying for a better day I'ma grind until I fade away In this hell I'm tryna get away It got me praying for a better day I love to feel with better days Oh my, oh my Oh my, oh my Praying for a better day Go ride until I fade away I'm in this hell I'm tryna get away Yo, I'm trying to get away I'm in this hell I'm trying to get away Yo.